Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. And today we have Becky Burgess joining us and chatting about Facebook ads. Becky is a marketing strategist with 10 years of Facebook ad experience and a degree in business marketing. In 2015, after working for different ad and marketing agencies, she decided to start her own marketing agency, Splash Owl Media, with the goal of helping other women business owners succeed through digital marketing. She doesn't believe in a one-size-fits-all strategy and works to customize her client's strategies to fit their voice, their brand, their offer, and their unique goals. Becky, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, Jen. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and finally be chatting with you. I know. Me too. We have a couple of really good friends in common. Uh, you know, Jamie from the Equestrian Professional. I mm-hmm. love her to death. And Kayla too. She is, Kayla's your VA, right? Yeah. Kayla is my VA and copywriter. She's absolutely wonderful. And both of them are actually my business besties. And I know that we all are kind of like on Boxer together, but it's crazy because like you're Boxering the same people. So I think that you and I just need to Boxer each other too. I totally agree. I, so Kayla is my podcast manager. So I didn't, I don't know if you knew that, but she's, that is her role in my business. And she is also my business bestie. I adore her. I I know Kayla is amazing and I know she's going to hear this. So, Hey, Kayla. (laughs) (laughs) I talk to her often in the podcast episodes. (laughs) So I'm super excited to get a chance to connect. You know, like we said, we've bounced back and forth and around each other for a little over a year now. And one of the things that I really love bringing this audience are actionable tips that they can take in their business to really move their business forward. And Facebook ads are a huge potential market for clients. And it's not something that I do a lot of. So I really wanted to give them access to someone who really knows what she's talking about and, and knows them you know, backwards and forwards. So can you tell me a little bit about Facebook ads, how they work, and, and why they're important to businesses? Yeah, absolutely. And um, you may have to like stop me because I tend to get a little bit too excited about Facebook ads. (laughs) So if I go a little overboard, please feel free to interrupt me and be like, okay, let's tailor it back. (laughs) You're sharing too much. So yes, uh, I have been working in Facebook for over a decade now. And like, I remember back in the day where we had to go into a consumer database, pull down a list of name and addresses, upload it to Facebook, and hope and pray that we get at least a 20% match. Now Facebook has their own targeting, but that was how it was done back in the day and the beginning of Facebook ads. So I'm excited to see the, the progression of Facebook and where it is now. There's a lot more control 
And I'm in the scope of, you know, when people come to work with me, they always ask me like, what's the minimum to work with you? You didn't have anything on your website that said, that's because I don't have a minimum. I, it's not my job to tell you, you cannot work with me if you don't have this much to spend. And I know a lot of agencies cut people off. If you don't have, you know, $2,500 to throw at your daily ads or your um, monthly ad spend, then they won't even talk to you. I don't believe in that because I have actually worked with people spending, you know, a couple dollars a day and hundreds or thousands of dollars a day. So I've worked with the grand scope of it and I work within whatever that client's budget is. So because I have this as part of my business, I have actually been blessed with being able to work with a lot of beginning business owners or business owners that have a smaller budget. And the strategy is actually pretty unique around dealing with a small budget. And I think that anyone starting out in Facebook ads or um, anyone who has a business uh, needs to have some sort of marketing budget, even if it's just $30 a month, like have something to put towards getting your name and your brand out there. Even if it's, you know, I don't always advocate this, but if it's like boosting a post or something, just put some sort of marketing budget out there. And typically that ratio should be about 10% of your, what your revenue is and or profit, whatever you're comfortable with. So setting that budget aside every single month and saying, I'm rolling this in. And so as you grow, you just keep growing that budget slowly and slowly, and you're going to be way more ahead of everything versus if you just wait for everything to pick up organically. It could take years, if not, you know, longer to actually get to where, you know, uh, you want to be in your business. Awesome. So do you feel like there is such a thing is too small of a budget to make an impact? Um, so it's funny you mentioned that because one of my former clients, she's super big right now. She's uh, grown a lot in the past. Uh, I think we worked together three years ago and her budget was seriously a dollar a day. That's all she was willing to spend, but she knew the importance of having some sort of marketing budget. Now you can't do a conversion campaign on a dollar a day, but you could do traffic. You could do post engagement. You can do a lot of like things to get your brand out there and recognized and and sending people into uh, your website, into your funnels that way, and then tracking it on the back end. So there's kind of a workaround on budgets that are that small, or you could even, if you have like, you know, I know I get a lot of conversions the second week of every month, maybe you want to test it then throw $30 into that and then see how it, how it rolls in. Now for people with a small budget, actually people across the board, I always recommend having some sort of, even if you're pushing out a free offer, the thank you page should always have some kind of upsell. It should have something, even if it was a $7 ebook, have something because that's going to help offset your costs for Facebook ads and help them pay for themselves. So sometimes I do trainings on like how to get people on your list for free by using Facebook ads. And people are like, what? But it it can actually happen by doing that offset. So right now I have my, one of my freebies, I have Facebook ads running to it just to kind of give you perspective. And because I have the thank you page upsell, over 33% of people take advantage of it because I mean, obviously Uh it's what they're already there for, which is great. But it's like a no brainer. Yes, because it's like a whole done for you system. So, and we can get into that more of like what I recommend, you know, what's working now, but I set it up that way 
because on those people who have converted my Facebook ads, um, those leads to get them on there are almost nothing. They're less than 50 cents per lead because I have that upsell and so X amount of people have taken advantage of it. So it has helped pay for the Facebook ads, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. So does, and I may have just mis, misheard it, but does it track, I guess, them buying the upsell? So it, like, it's going to show that the cost per click or the, right, cost per click is less? So what it, what it's going to do is um, because I have it all set up on the back end, I have this set up as a conversion campaign, but my main objective or the thing that I really want to track are the leads. So I want to track the people who get onto that upsell page because they already took the action that I wanted them to initially take. Everything else after that in the funnel is bonus to me. Right. So I, I don't track that inside of Facebook and Facebook's reporting is kind of wonky when it comes through what, where that person goes from there on. Um, I, gotcha. so I always like to, I was using ClickFunnels. Uh, the reporting is m- way more reliable than Facebook's. And so whatever system you use, make sure you are looking at both numbers, looking at what Facebook is reporting, as well as what you're seeing on the back end. Facebook's really great at that one-step reporting. But if you have them going through and you want to track purchases at like the fifth step, sometimes Facebook kind of messes up there. So I would highly recommend, uh, you can always do the, the custom conversion, which is what I recommend doing anyway. But sometimes the reporting is, is off on both sides. Either it's reporting too much or it's reporting too little. And so I always like to go and look at the actual system and go, wait, 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 no, I made like six sales today, not three. And so sometimes it's not always on board the, the actual reporting. That makes sense. Okay. So when someone is, a lot of the photographers that I talk with are either putting together courses or workshops or even like styled shoots, that kind of thing to teach other photographers how to do those things. What kind of ads or budget or copy work for seeing conversion on those types of products? So something that uh, it sounds like these are kind of like course driven, but because they're photographers, I think visual, you know, being really creative with the graphics is going to be key. I recommend doing something like a carousel ad, or you can even do like a slideshow, something with movement where you're showing them your ex- your expertise uh, first off, because people aren't going to buy a course if they don't know that you're the person to buy it from. And so um, I recommend taking that approach to it, but then giving them something ahead of time. Like you can build out your email list uh, with something like a, a photography workshop. Something with video is converting extremely well right now. So like basically my freebie is it's a Facebook ad mini course. And it was derived from my, uh, I used to have a Facebook ad toolkit and I still do, but it doesn't convert anymore even though it's like jam packed with so much information, it's all there. It's like big PDF that I've just been adding to it over the years of what I see changing and everything. But I realized over the past year, video is, is it. So I literally took that information and I created a mini course, just, it's the same information. It's just in video format. So if you're able to do that and take something like, even if it's a blog post that gets a lot of traffic or something, create it into a mini course, give them you know, a PDF download or a worksheet or something 
where in, if you don't like being on video, then do screen recorder and take them through, um, you know, whatever it is, it's just video is a lot easier for people to digest. They can listen to it similar to like a podcast or something while they're doing other stuff. So they kind of want that easy to digest. Like I want my information and I want it now. Um, mindset that we all have, you know, we live in like the whole Amazon, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, if I order something, I want it on my doorstep right now. So it's kind of like that mindset. So if you can even put kind of taking through a simple funnel for this specific audience would be some sort of workshop or free training, or I would use the word workshop versus webinar because webinar, it, it kind of holds a different context now because people have yeah. like used it to where they're like, oh, I'm going to be sold on this thing. And people have been avoiding attending webinars because of the name it holds. <laughs> they think right. That, oh, this is all just to, for me to sit around for an hour and then just be sold to. So if you could say like workshop or video series or something like that, that will help lower your cost per conversion. And then moving them in to a retargeting campaign where then you send them your, your higher, you know, uh, program. So what do you mean by retargeting campaign? So that all goes with the Facebook pixel. So hopefully you're all installing them on the header of your entire website, but also if you use a different uh, tool to build out your landing pages, such as click funnels or lead pages or something like that, make sure you have the pixel installed on every page and make sure it's tracking the correct codes. So for example, if I wanted to track specifically leads that get on my list from one of my free offers, then I'm going to put the lead pixel snippet on the thank you page. So you're always doing it on the page after that they get to after they've taken that action that you want them to take, because that's where we're, what we're tracking. So if I know people are getting to my upsell page, that's because they've already opted into my list and taken that action. So that's a lead pixel. And then if they take that action, they purchase that, then I'm going to track the purchases on the order confirmation page. So hopefully that makes uh, since the pixel gets a little fuzzy and they just switched them around now. And so <laughs> I had to revamp my whole training, but I have a lot of these uh, trainings on my YouTube channel too, where I actually walk you through the process and how to install your pixel. So track them that way. And then that way you can say, okay, let's say you want to then take people who maybe added it to their cart, but didn't purchase. So what we're going to do is we're going to create a custom audience based on people who added it to their cart. So they landed on the order form, but then we want to exclude the people who landed on the order confirmation page because that means that they actually purchased. So create two different audiences or custom audiences there tracking those two different URLs and those two different pixel codes. And then in the ad set level of your campaign, you can actually go to the dropdown and select, you know, I want to track, I want to talk to this audience specifically, and then you click exclude and say, I want to exclude the purchases. So that's how you do the retargeting. So, and you can do retargeting for anything. If you want to, um, maybe you're sending people to a blog post or something like that, and that's just a traffic campaign and you want to retarget everyone who lands on that blog post, then you go and create a custom audience and you're just, you know, getting anyone who hits your pixel is going to immediately get whatever retargeting ads you have. So if it's building up a client, 
you know, getting people on your schedule, or maybe, you know, you want to track people who land on your website, who interact with your Facebook page. There's a lot of different elements, you know, different audiences. You can get extremely creative with it. And I can nerd out on that for hours, but (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's amazing. So can you set different budgets? So like if you set a budget for one ad and then you're retargeting once someone purchases from, you know, purchases the thing that you're doing the ad for, can you do a retargeting campaign with a different budget? Uh, yeah, so that it would just be a different campaign. I recommend doing the campaign budget optimization, which is, or it's called CBO. And it basically says that you're setting the budget at the campaign level instead of the ad set level. And um, so then you would just break it off and say, what am I willing to spend every day? Now, for people who ask like a lot of the budgeting questions, like in a launch where, you know, if I have, let's say I have $1,000 to put towards Facebook ads for my launch um, because my product is, you know, $9.97. So I'll only have to sell one to break even. So that's kind of the mindset behind that. Then you're going to spend... 70 to 75%. It depends on like what, how many steps in the funnel, but in a basic one, you're going to do 70, 75% of that being list building. It's going to go to whatever lead magnet, tiny offer, whatever that first step in your funnel is to build your out your email list, because you're going to be talking to those people, nurturing them on email, as well as retargeting campaigns. So we want to spend the bulk of the budget there and then keep that, you know, uh, you can even split the, the remainder, you can do 15% to uh, nurture, you know, I always like to send them to other, um, like if you're featured on a podcast, or if you have a blog post, or maybe you have some Facebook lives that got a lot of engagement, whatever that is, you're just giving them that nurture content that solidifies you as the authority in this area. And then you do another retargeting with that remaining remaining 15% to actually getting on a call with you or getting, you know, purchasing your course. So then they go immediately to your sales page on that one. But if you think about it, they're already super warmed up. So buying should be like a no brainer. Hey guys, I am so excited. I'm getting ready to put on my first masterclass for up-leveling your client experience. What does that mean? I mean, I'm going to be giving you the blueprint to setting your clients up for an incredible experience with your business. Yep, that's right. I'm going to be talking about how to organize your week so that you know what you need to do every single day when you walk into your office and also blow your client's socks off with the experience they're getting from you. This class is gonna be happening November 9th at 6 p.m. live. And I'm not talking fake live, I'm talking live live, real live with me, Jen, your host. I really hope to see you guys there. I'm so stoked about this. It is going to be $27 to sign up, And you can start reserving your spot right now. Head on over to the show notes, grab that link, sign up, and we will see you soon. All right. So walk me through setting up 
a Facebook ad. Like if you were to sit down, we have the video created, how, what would that look like getting it mapped out and setting it up properly? I like to talk to people about, you know, when you're first setting up a campaign, any campaign, when it's a, a, a new, let's say it's a new lead magnet, a new freebie that you're trying to push out. You always want to do a test. I test all the time. I love testing. I love numbers. So um, I test different elements. And I know people, the, the most common mistake I see all the time, especially when I'm auditing someone's Facebook ad account, is that they're putting too many audiences inside of one ad set. Um, break it out. Make it, you know, break it out a lot more than what you're doing. So you should be testing three to five audiences, one to two copies. I recommend two, that way you can get more variation and then three to five graphics. And this can be done even on a low budget. So on the audience area, I have a kind of like a golden rule of thumb is you typically want the audience size and Facebook will tell you as you start adding parameters to your audience, it'll tell you on the side how big um, your potential reach is. And so whenever you're creating the audience, stick within um, the 100K to 1.4 million. And that's a really good ratio. The closer you can get to the 100K, the better. And it, especially if Facebook is still putting it inside of the green little speedometer thing that they have, where it's not too broad, it's not too narrow, it's perfect. So if you can stay in there and like, let's say you get like 90K, then that's perfect because you've honed it in so much. Now, I wouldn't hone in too much on the age unless that that's an actual factor for you, but um, have a base. For example, like me in, in my business, I, I target people who are like Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo and Pat Flynn and things like that. Each of those are different audiences. So right. I have my base audience and, and that's, you know, people who live in the United States, you know, UK, Canada, whatever, you know, demographic data it is, uh, women of a certain age group, whatever. And then I have business owners and then I narrow even further to do more honed in. So I will do Pat Flynn. Okay. That got me this much. And so then I, that will be its own audience and I title it Pat Flynn. So that's one of the targeting audiences. Look like audiences are really great if you have really good data to pull from. So if you have a list that you've been building for years and you know that, you know, over 90% of it are your people, then upload that to Facebook. And, you know, uh, Facebook only requires that you have 20 contacts on a, on a CSV file, I recommend going to hundred. So wait until you have hundred people on a list before you upload it to Facebook. And then I, you could just say so you could do lookalike audience on that, on your business page. Now on your business page, if you're just getting started out, I would not do a lookalike audience. If it's like your mom and your brother and your cousins who are just like right. to give likes, I wouldn't do a lookalike audience on that. Cause it's not a really good data set to pull from. But if the majority of your people are there, do a lookalike audience. Those have been the best converting ones. But test it because sometimes it'll surprise you when it's another audience set. Right now for a client, I'm testing. She's, she has a similar audience that I do, but mm -hmm. offer. And um, Russell Brunson is actually converting really well for her versus her lookalike audience. So you never know. Mm -hmm. I, I think you should it, test different elements. So definitely the three to five audience test is going to be key. And then you can hone in later on. So after 48, 72 hours, um, you notice, okay, my lookalike audience on my, uh, based on my email list is 
winning, hands down winning. I'm going to turn off all the other ad sets and put the full budget into that one and scale it. You can scale it slowly or you can duplicate it and scale to the amount that you want. And I, I might have missed it. How long should you wait before you turn off the other ads? That really depends on how many people are entering your funnel. If, if Facebook has enough data to go off of, there's this thing called the learning phase now, which it's typically recommended to get it out of the learning phase. However, people who are doing a small budget, it takes them, it could take them a month or longer to get out of the learning phase. Oh, wow. um, what I've seen is that it needs 50 people to go through it for it. It has enough data to say, yes, this is the winning one hands down. So that's what Facebook is doing. It's still understanding, you know, when to show your ad, what time of day, what days of the week, which audiences, which variation as far as like your copy and all that. So there's a lot that its algorithm has to work through. However, people who have a small budget, I would say decide those for yourself and then put the full budget into the one that you see already converting because we don't have all of this money to just keep testing, right? right. We want to know what's converting really well right now. We don't have you know $500 to throw at a testing budget all the time. So I always recommend starting low and you know increasing from there. So that's, that's something that uh, you can do at, at really any level uh, that you are with your business. A lot of people come to me and they, you know, they do have thousands of dollars to spend. I, I always ask them, what are you willing to say goodbye to on your testing budget? That's not what we're going to measure things on as far as like continuous, you know, cost per result. But that is the, basically the budget. I always look at it as like the market research budget. Right. Like, do surveys or something and we say, um, hey, you know, take my survey, enter to win a $50 gift card to Amazon. We, I know going into that, I'm going to be giving away a $50 gift card and right. not thing in return other than data. And so think about the testing phase as what money are you willing to let go of for that information and that feedback back to you and your business? If it's a good offer, if you have your copy on, on point, if your audiences are doing well, whatever it is. I mean, there's all these different parameters. So I always recommend testing, you know, being a little bit more conservative during the testing phase, and then you can always scale from there. Okay. That makes sense. Awesome. Thanks so much for walking us through those. Super yeah. thorough. I love it. Hopefully people are jotting notes. They are yes. Yes. Just writing like, what did she say at this point? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is one mistake? And I know what you, you, you touched on the one, like too many audiences and one ad spend. But what is another, like, what is like another really good mistake to avoid? Um, people going in and changing the actual ad set or the ads while they are running. Oh, okay. I recommend doing this. If there is a tweak that you want to make, like, let's say, for example, the client that I was mentioning earlier, Russell Brunson was a really good audience. Maybe I want to see, okay, but what age within the Russell Brunson audience was the key? And so if I did the age breakdown um, on the ad set level, then it would tell me, let's say it's the, you know, uh, 25 to 54 demographics. So I typically would want to turn off the 18 to 24 or the 65 and up, right? Because those were my lowest cost. But I don't touch that ad set because that's already been running. It's already optimized. It's already, you know, it's, you don't want to have to restart all of that. 
So what you do is you duplicate it and you change the duplicate. You do the same thing when you're scaling. So you change the, you know, the ad spend on whatever you're duplicating. Now we have CBO, so it's a little bit different if you're doing that. But that's another thing. I, I feel like people go in and they, they turn things off you know, within 24 hours. Don't go into your ad set. If you are committed to running a test, don't even look at it for at least 48 hours. Because once you go in there, you're going to be tempted to start turning stuff off and making changes and everything. And I, I just I don't do that because it's going to really mess. It's going to have, it's just going to keep restarting that whole testing phase and, and trying to work with Facebook's new algorithm. Okay, good. Awesome. So what is one actionable step that our audience could take today to better prepare them to run a Facebook ad? I say test whatever offer you want to push out to make sure you are testing it with your warm audience. If you don't have an audience built out yet, I like to go into communities where my audience is hanging out. So for me, it's like the boss mom community. I go in there, I take a poll, I see if, you know, how much interest am I getting on this? Is this something that people want? You know, I get a lot of feedback, really great feedback from those market research surveys I do. I, that's how I've been able to launch, you know, some of my coaching programs and courses is because of the information I've gotten back from that. And I'm like, okay, this is a good idea, you know, or, you know, they'll have other suggestions that you didn't even think of because you're so tied to this other aspect of your business that um, it's kind of hard to separate that out and say, well, I... I know my people are struggling with this. This is what they actually need help with. It's something else. So you have to figure out what that's oh, okay. And, and hone in on, so you may be giving them what they actually need, but you need to be telling them what they want to hear. So if it's, you know, how so to, smart. Yeah. If it's how to get um, better results from your Facebook ads, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, how to, gosh, I don't even know, like a broad way. Like what I know they need is understanding of, their ad setup and their audiences, but people don't think about audiences as very important. Um, they think about their offer as very important and all of these are moving parts. So, but what I'm going to advertise is you want to get, you know, the lowest cost per lead that you can get. Do you want to run Facebook ads on a budget? Because that's what a lot of, you know, business owners need. And so, and then in the training, I tell them what they actually need help with. So posing it that way, working on the copy understanding what people are actually struggling with and what to create. I feel like people get so honed in and they start creating stuff without doing the proper research beforehand to understand what is actually going to convert. Because just because you think it's a great idea, doesn't mean it actually is. So go into your communities, ask the questions. Don't be afraid to take, take polls um, because those are easy for people just who are scrolling through Facebook to just click on their answer give them the feedback. (laughs) Awesome. So do you think it's worth it to like jump on, I don't know, 10 or 15 coffee chats with your, you know, your ideal audience to try to gain some knowledge? Or do you feel like that doesn't give you enough data to really base ads off of? Oh my gosh, that's actually amazing. If you can get 10 to 50 people, you know, on your, you know, talking to you, then you can, you know, build this reputation. You build um, already a client base. Uh, you know, I, I like to bounce a lot of ideas off of my business besties over Voxer. And so yeah. um, I, I'm always chatting with them because they are honestly my, 
my ideal audience. Um, and, and so, but if it's people out in my community that I actually want them to join a, maybe it's a certain program that I am creating. Like I just launched uh, my ads camp program, which is kind of like a Facebook ad course, but with coaching put into it. So I actually physically coach you through the process. Um, and we build out the offer and all the things together. And when I was, I had this idea for years, but I wanted some more feedback. And so, yeah, going into the community and talking with people, you know, having those chats over messenger and then, you know, getting on, I mean, I am not opposed to any way you can get that data and build those connections is going to be super important. And I I think, yeah, I think that that's a really good idea. Awesome. All right. Well, before we get into our last three questions, because I like to ask the same three questions as we wrap up, is there any other parting advice, last word that you would like our audience to know? Yes. I, man, there's so much. (laughs) Hang on. I got to hone in. Well, I mean, I hope that they got um, immense amount of feedback and, you know, information from what, you know, has already been said, but I think, you know, putting if you are putting out a free offer, which is fine for building your email list, maybe you don't want to, you know, do the tiny offer. That's totally fine. Make sure you can put a price tag even on your time, even on your freebie. If you cannot put a price tag on a freebie, it is not worth putting out there. You are in high competition on Facebook ads. There are millions of companies investing in Facebook ads right now. It is the largest social media platform to date with over 2.1 billion active users per month. Like it is, it's a, it's a beast. And so if your offer isn't good enough, they will tell you if it's just some, you know, short PDF guide um, and it doesn't really do anything, but you know, is something for them to look at and it's really pretty, but there's no, no takeaway it's not going to do well. So making sure that you are able to put a value on whatever you put out, even if it's a free offer, that is going to get you way further in your niche than just putting something up there, just to put it up there. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So one of my favorite questions is what is your favorite business tool? Oh my goodness. And I cannot remember what I put you, but there's a lot. I think right now, um, it's, it's kind of battling it out between boxer and ClickUp. ClickUp. I'm I'm such a nerd with like organization. And so I, I, I love building systems. And so I, that's where I manage like everything. (laughs) My personal life is managed in ClickUp. My, you know, uh, my students and, and then my clients, everything is managed there. Awesome. I love ClickUp. I've been using ClickUp for just over a year now. And it's, I haven't gotten it to my personal life yet, but eventually maybe I'll get that. Maybe I'll get squared away. Although schooling. And so, I have, oh, well, yeah, I have all my, my kids like homeschool stuff in there and like links to their, um, their spreadsheets. And so I can track everything. That makes sense. That makes sense. I love that. And then for those of you that don't know what ClickUp is, it's a project management uh, system and it is actually where I manage my clients' social media, our marketing campaigns. What else do I do in there? I manage the podcast episodes in there. It's, it's amazing. I love it. It's kind of like Trello and, and Asana had a baby and then injected with steroids. Like, yes. That is, it's, yes. It's, it's literally, it's amazing. It does all the things. I, I did come from Trello and then into Basecamp 
but base camp was just a little bit too much. I mean, it was like a hundred bucks a month and yeah, I love base camp. I think it, I think it's such a cool project management. It is. But yeah, the cost was too much for their their customer service was amazing. Yeah. Uh, because I thought it was month to month and it turned out I paid for the whole year and they're like, Oh, it's okay. We'll refund the whole thing. I'm like, what? Oh, dang. Look at you. But yeah, base camps, customer service was awesome. It is. It is. Okay. So then, yeah, the other one's definitely Voxer. I live on Voxer. So I totally understand that one. And then what is your favorite quote? Oh my gosh. I would say, um, my favorite quote I, I've been holding on to this for uh, quite a while and I'm going to butcher it because I actually just shared it with my community too, but it's um, it's about the candle burning brighter and I am horrible at memorizing quotes. So I apologize. Blowing out someone else's candle won't make yours burn or shine brighter. And this was just like so impactful because like people ask me like, why are you training other ads managers to do essentially your job? Aren't you worried about competition? I'm not because I think there's enough to go around. And I think if we have the mindset where, you know, to uplift everyone instead of holding people back because of our own gain, we're going to build a world that we're going to be proud of. And so I fully love this quote and having that mom to mom or that business to business relationship and, and really helping people shine, you know, when it's their moment to shine and helping them get there. Like I get excited doing that. I get excited when people send me their wins, even if it's them landing a client that I really wanted, like, you know, it's it's about boosting people up in, in that moment. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so important, especially right now. I think there's, we need the community support right now. Yeah. There's a lot of negativity out in the world. Be the positive light in it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So if you and I were to go somewhere and grab a drink in your neck of the woods, where would we go and what would we have? Oh my goodness, girl. Uh, Okay. So side note, I moved out here like two weeks before the shutdown. So I have literally gone (laughs) zero places for any fun time because they've all been closed down. Um, but I will say say, there's a cute little place over here. It's called the Mason jar. It's not really good for grabbing drinks, but if you want like a cute little like hometown diner, it has amazing. Always. The people are just absolutely wonderful. The place is adorable. I mean, if you can imagine like Mason jar, you know, restaurant out in the country, like it's super cute and very like, you know, farmhouse chic. But um, I love going there. It's it's absolutely, it, it's really good food and it's really good community. So I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Becky. I loved having you on. I can't wait for everyone to get to hear this episode. And we will have her freebie in the show notes. It is all about, um, actually chat a little bit about that freebie real quick and then where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my Facebook ad mini course, which is just packed full of information. We go over the three pillars of a successful Facebook ad, including copy, headline, images to use, your call to actions, and so much more. There's also a section in there about what your offer should be. I break it down for you, tell you what's converting really well right now, and how to get the least expensive leads possible on your email list. 
tiny budget mastery. This is like a whole masterclass that I uh, talk about on pushing out a, a, you know, if you have a tiny budget, how you can literally master your Facebook ads on even a dollar a day. And then audiences one-on-one, because of course, as we talked about during this podcast episode, audiences is key on any successful Facebook ad. And so really finding, uh, fine-tuning your targeting and honing in on the winning audience is going to make or break your Facebook ad. So all of that is included in my free Facebook ad mini course. You can go over to splashowlmedia.com slash mini. Awesome. Thank you so much. We will catch you guys next time and have an awesome week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.